I choose to believe that like evolution, like we're trying to evolve more to survive. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's like the inner algorithm speaking through our subconscious. On the spirit side of things, believe in a higher self, higher self, we came here for a purpose. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. Excited for another great episode with you today. I've got my friend Sebastian Cruz with me, and you're going to love hearing from him. I've gotten to know him uh, over the last couple months and uh, has built a phenomenal business himself, multiple actually, and done an amazing job. And, and him and I have connected lots. we got a lot of similar interests. So I think you're going to love hearing from Sebastian. Sebastian is the founder of True Freedom, he created the Guaranteed Freedom Program, and so he does uh, a lot of great stuff with entrepreneurs there and teams, and excited to talk about that. So, Sebastian, thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Happy to be here, Ben. Yeah, it's awesome. So, first things first, I always love people to get to know you and a background on you. So, why don't we start with that? I mean, what do you do today? And then let's take some... I know it wasn't always that way, so we'll talk a bit of the journey there. Yeah, absolutely. So, my, my business called True Freedom helps teams work in flow state. Um, so they can accomplish more in less time. And it's interesting, recently I was just thinking about that is time has always been a part of my life. And when I, when I was growing up, uh, you know, one of my parents was working all the time and the time aspect was not there. And kind of like looking back to where I'm at now, if anybody knows love languages, uh, quality time is top of my list. Mm. So it's interesting. And this is, this is usually something I don't share, but just kind of going back that time has always been this thing that I've always wanted more of. Um, but there wasn't that uh, reflection growing up. Mm -hmm. So when I first started my business, I was uh, 19 and after a while, certain things clicked. It was a marketing agency mm -hmm. and we started growing very quickly. And there was a point in time where we 11 X our revenue in nine months. Wow. So I was the youngest in the company and I was the owner of the company and we ballooned to 25 full-time team members. Wow. And it's interesting, like I didn't, all I knew how to do at that time was work more, <laughs> work mm. harder, work longer, put in more hours. And it's like looking back at my childhood, that's what was reflected to me, mm -hmm. just put more hours in. And pretty soon I found myself working a hundred hour work weeks. And, and I was proud of it too. Right, <laughs> I remember right. like tracking and be like posting it on Facebook too, and be like, "Oh, look at look at this world! I'm you know I'm worthy." Right, I'm man. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> during that time, I was introduced to a um, a spiritual mentor mm -hmm. who showed me this thing called a soul contract, and it was a personality profile of basically who you are inside your true self, mm -hmm. your true path and the blocks that get in the way along mm. the way. Mm. And as I was going through the session with him, you know, that was a point, I think, I think I was 20 ish around that time. And at that point in my life, all I cared about was, you know, looking good and making money. Like, right. It was right. Totally superficial. Yeah. Like, that's all it was. And yet at the same time, here was this tool, like really getting into the core of things, into the heart of things. And I remember just the, the insights just hitting me right in the chest and be like, wow, this is just like, wow, it's giving me chills. Hmm. And so after the call, I remember being there, like, this is the most profound thing in my life I've ever heard. Like, do I focus more on the soul contract, spiritual inner work, mm -hmm. or do I keep focusing on the money? Mm. And I looked back and forth and I was like, focusing on the money. Right. <laughs> I'll focus on the spiritual stuff when I'm retired and rich. Right. 
And so on I went, and lo and behold, I uh, uh, things started busting at the seams. You know, fast forward a little bit, and the company imploded because all those things that were the inner blocks yes. um, came to be. And I remember my mentor, Nicholas, sharing with me at the time, this is before, he shared with me that, hey, the, the inner blocks that you have inside, the more money you have and the more team that you have, those blocks will become... Uh, more apparent on the outside. Hmm. And so at the time he was telling me like, okay, so, you know, if you address these inner game, inner block deals, then when you grow, you'll be able to sustain your growth hmm. grow more and more. Again, I chose the <laughs> keep focusing on the money and looking good portion. So lo and behold, those blocks uh, ended up manifesting and things burst at the seams and imploded and hmm. I lost it all. Hmm. And so that was my rock bottom moment of uh, moving back in with my mom. Which how old was, How old were you then? Just like timeline wise? I think I was 21. 21. Was 21. Okay. So a couple years after the business, 11X then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so for a boy with an ego, that was like a knife in the heart to me. For sure. Uh, you know, and yeah. I had before that I had known everything in the world. Right. You know, so I, so I moved back in and then you know, payroll was still, I still, it took me some time to actually fire everybody and let everybody go. So I went into debt. And then also there were certain projects that we still had to finish, or I still had to finish, I wanted to finish. So yeah, it was a dark time for me. And it culminated me like literally being in the fetal position, you know, in the basement and just like, just crying, just crying, sobbing. And I was just like, man, like, I'm trying to do a good thing here. And like, it's just not working. Like, I just want to end it. I just want to be off this planet. I want to go home. Like just want to be done. Wow. And at that point, like I just started actually thinking of ways to end it and be wow. done. And after some time passed, I realized that something inside of me would never let me take that final step and know why. But I was like, Oh my God, fuck. <laughs> That's even more depressing Wow, because I'm stuck. Like I'm mm -hmm. stuck here. Mm -hmm. And so some more time passed and then, then all of a sudden I felt this energy rise up with me and it was the energy of my purpose. And I said, you know what, fuck it. I know I'm here for service. I know I'm here to serve the world in some way. I know it's a mm -hmm. big way. Mm -hmm. And if I, as long as I have a breath in my body, I'm going to keep doing this. Hmm. And now that I lost everything that I thought was dear, you know, mm -hmm. like my priorities shifted in that moment. Like, yes, the money's good. Yes, all those things are good, the freedom. But it's like, what's the number one priority? And for me, it was my service, my calling. And so that's when I made the commitment. And I, and I didn't know where that was at that time. So, if you know, I always resonate with people who feel that pull, feel that calling, yet don't know where to go. Right. So I looked around and then I said, okay, well, where do I feel that same feeling? And that feeling that I felt was with the soul contract work, with my mentor, with the subconscious clearings. Mm. And so I, so I went back to him with humbled eyes, you know, and I said, well, let's go ahead and take a look at that, you know, soul contract thing. Yeah. And I'll dive back in. Wow. Amazing. So you started kind of working with him, learning from him. And what, what do you feel at that point? Because you said when you first learned about that, it was very profound, right? I had goosebumps from it and then made the decision, no, I'm going to go for the money. I'll do this later. Get rich first and then do it. And, yeah. um, and I think there's probably a lot of people that in life, it may not be that exact thing, but the idea definitely of once I do this, then I can really do some of the stuff that I want to do, whether that's more spiritual work, whether that's something they really want to do with their lives. So when you started on this new chapter, this new journey of, all right, I'm going to dive back in, what were some of the initial 
maybe distinctions you were making or how did things start to change and, and what caused that? Yeah, it's a great question. So really during that point in my life, it was feeling based. Like mm-hmm. it was like I had, I used to operate totally with my head, logic, mm-hmm. reasoning, and that just like ran things in the ground. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden when I had that moment, like my, my brain wasn't, when I had my like lowest moment, my brain wasn't logically saying like, oh, because of this, 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 now you focus on service. It was like this just feeling out of my chest that was just pulling uh, from me. I was feeling pulled towards something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, looking back on it now too, there definitely is an art, I feel like, of balancing, okay, our real world responsibilities, our mm-hmm. careers, or our businesses to the point that we currently have them at. And then something starts emerging on the other hand that's pulling us. And that definitely is an art because like one way is to just jump off the deep end. Right. Yeah, that's one way. <laughs> uh, and then another way is to do a smooth transition. Tough thing though is oftentimes people get comfortable in their current arrangement and years pass on, years, decades pass on before they're truly following their calling. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is a, an art to that. And for me, it was like following the clues mm. and following the feeling as best I could with my mind trying to always take over. So give, give us some examples. So someone's listening there, they know there's that feeling, but maybe they're unclear on what, uh, you know, what is that thing for me? When you say following the clues, expand on that a little bit. Yeah. So I, I feel like the simplest way is to, number one, notice where your heart is at. Hmm. So I have a, a friend who's a wealth advisor, Hannah Chapman, and that's what she says. Like, you know, in terms of like finding <clears throat> the flow for you, and I always focus on passion, purpose, and prosperity all coming together. So with her, it's like, where's your heart at in the world? Meaning like, is it with education? Is it with animals? Is it with the homeless? Like what type of service is just, you know, you have a special affinity for Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's your heart at? And because it's like, it's already there, but sometimes our businesses are in a different direction. So mm-hmm. it's like, number one, if we can go there, a lot of natural things start unfolding. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, people see our passion, our care, you know, like marketing wise, all these things are done to facilitate trust and build like artificial trust. <laughs> so it's like, that's a hard way. Or maybe you can just go to the place that you actually care about through and through mm-hmm. and people can feel that. <laughs> because we're social creatures designed to sniff out trust or at least try to. So it's like, where are we naturally, where's our heart naturally at? Then let's deploy our skills in that area. Mm. And so for me, it was, my heart was naturally in the, the inner journey, the, the psychology, finding mm-hmm. people's passion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I looked back and this took me many years to realize, but like ever since I was young, whenever there was a conversation about somebody following their passion, I dropped everything. And I was just like zoned in with them. It could have been, you know, when I was younger, it could have been, I even look back to like nights partying, like with my college friends and like, we're in the midst of going somewhere. And then all of a sudden, boom, like that happens. And just like everything dropped. So I would say, where, where's your heart at? Number one, then you can deploy more of your um, skills there. And then while you're there, notice one thing, what happens in your body. What, does your does your chest feel like it's opening up, expansive mm. and light, or mm-hmm. does your chest feel like it's closed? Right. It's interesting because after a lot of research, uh, that's one of the things I truly believe is that our subconscious mind like mm-hmm. communicates to us. <laughs> and there's a great quote by Dr. Bruce Lipton that says the the subconscious mind is a hundred million times more powerful mm-hmm. than the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, you know, we're at the tip of the iceberg trying to use our little conscious mind or me, you know, trying to right. use our little conscious mind. So I'm just like, all right, well, how about the subconscious? And so our sub, our body is a reflection of our subconscious because we didn't tell our, you know, cells to divide today. We didn't tell them right. all these things, our heart to beat today. Right. It's all a reflection. So why it communicates in this way is like spiritual teachers have always said, follow your heart. You know, mm. like, oh, what does your heart say? I always had an issue with that because I'm like, my heart doesn't feel good about firing these people right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, totally tough decisions. So um, I always had an issue with that. And after many years, it came clear to me that, okay, there's three thinking centers in our body. Mm. And this is like from doctors in a book. I forget the, I think it's called the M3 brain. I forget the book name. Uh, book name, but the brain has, I believe, a hundred billion neurons. Mm. The heart has forty thousand neurons, mm. and the gut has one million neurons, mm -hmm. actual neurons. And the electromagnetic field is many times strong of the heart is yes. stronger than the brain. Right. So I feel like when we notice our chest feeling open or closing. We're getting communication from our subconscious mind or some would even say your spirit, whatever you decide, you know, whatever resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And that's guiding us to our path, that passion, purpose and prosperity all lines up, I believe. I love that, man. It's so true. We've actually been talking about it on the show in previous episodes of just that uh, noticing the feeling of what's going on, because in noticing that it's like your guidance system, right? It tells you, OK, am I on course, off course? And so I think what you're saying is you discovered that is that, uh, and, and I like how you're making it even more applicable in the sense of taking a look, okay, is my chest feeling more expansive or more contracted? Right. And in doing that, if it's more contracted, you're, that's the subconscious telling you or the spirit side of you, whatever you decide to, whatever you believe telling you, Hey, you're on course or off course, right? This is, this is a good direction or you might want to course correct. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, uh, I think it's so fascinating. And I think we can know that whether that's pursuing your passion as you're talking about, or even just in terms of our own thought process about anything, you start thinking a thought that causes you to contract. We know that there's something, okay, this thought is not serving me. It's trying to shift that thought process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, some people will ask, some people ask me, you know, like, well, why does the subconscious know the best route? Mm-hmm. And I look at it two ways. So if we believe in the, the subconscious route, I believe that like if there was a, an algorithm that you put different variables in the algorithm, i.e. our personality traits, our experience, our likes, our dislikes, like there's going to be a most beneficial path mm. of all those qualities come together and there's going to be a most negative path. Mm -hmm. So I just used to believe that like evolution, like we're trying to evolve more to survive. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's like the inner algorithm speaking through our subconscious on the spirit side of things to believe in a higher self, higher self. We came here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like we came here to experience certain things and ultimately give gifts if we didn't get in our own way. So from the spirit side, it's like, all right, that's the communication coming through. Hmm. Interesting. So talk to me a bit about, let's, let's go down that direction a little bit. I know uh, you and I had talked about um, even the idea of the, the spiritual side of business and how that is something that, made a massive impact for you. So how would you describe that? And yeah, how would, I know passion, purpose, and prosperity. I know all those things tie in together, but let's talk a bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So like in the, the simplest, clearest way, I look at it as the, the inner game. Mm -hmm. And so that could be the spiritual, that could be your mind, emotions. So it's the inner game and then the outer game, 
that's the actual things that are happening in the business life relationship. So yeah, like, I mean, spirituality, like I'm a deeply spiritual person, not religious. Um, mm, so I just, look, and I, um, yeah, it's like, I, I have a lot of friends that have different types of ways that they connect to their spirituality. And for me, I'm not to say, I'm not here to say what's wrong or right. So I just, for me, I feel as long as a person's connected to something bigger than themselves, mm. and it is that awareness that, Hey, that's the inner game here. Mm-hmm. then to me, that's, that's the spirituality. Got it. Cool. Yeah. And in doing that, when you apply that to business, you're just saying you operate from that space as you're more connected than naturally stuff unfolds, or is there specific things that you talk to people about in that? Yeah, absolutely. I think at, at its base, it's like, are you here for something bigger than yourself? Mm. Number one, are you here for something bigger than yourself? Right. Most of us, myself included, have to have a brush with death, you know, or pretty close to like get that orientated or some people have kids or different things. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, what are we here that's bigger than ourselves? And are we making a positive imprint with our time here? I love it. I love it. Can you talk a bit about, I know you brought it up several times, but the idea of subconscious clearing, A, when you talk about that, what is it first and foremost? And then B, if you're open to it, is there something you could give people a strategy? Hey, try this out. Yeah. So, so this is one of the tools that's been very impactful for uh, my journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a colleague of uh, Nicholas. That was my mentor with the soul contract or is my mentor. Mm-hmm. And so one of his colleagues uh, developed a subconscious clearing tool mm-hmm. and she was an Irish doctor who, when she had her awakening, she was so sick and tired of seeing people with ailments and they would be getting drugs that would just be addressing the symptoms, but not mm-hmm. the root cause. Mm-hmm. And so when she had this awakening, she mapped up, mapped all these different ailments to parts of the subconscious mind hmm. charts. Hmm. So the method actually asks your subconscious mind of like, what's the issue at the top level? And then almost like there's all these different files and cabinets, you know, in our subconscious mind, like, where is it? Mm-hmm. And then it speaks a certain clearing to that area in the mind. Hmm. So I do a weekly, uh, a weekly subconscious clearing webinar every Thursday. Cool. With people. And I can share the link for that too. Yeah, please do. Everybody a, uh, a free, a free month coupon code too. Cool. That'd be great. Yeah. And yeah. So in this people come to the experience feeling say stressed, anxious, you know, burdened, yeah. The things that naturally come up in our week. And when they, when I guide them through, they can actually feel it in their body, like the tightness in the chest that the feels like, Oh, like the heaviness. Hmm. So during this process, when we keep it tight to an hour the, the clearing happens and then they feel peace, clarity, lightness, relaxedness, and then they're ready to go on their day. Hmm. That's awesome. That, that, uh, that's really awesome. I think that's super exciting. Actually, I'm looking forward to getting that myself and then uh, getting it out to everybody. You know, there's so many different things that um, it's interesting because I think a lot of the times in when people, when we think if we're entrepreneurial or career driven, that as you experience in the early part of your first business is just, well, I'm going to work harder, work more hours. I'll just make more phone calls, do more of this, do more meetings, do that stuff. And, And obviously there's a level of that that does work to some degree, Yet it's definitely not the formula for most people to lead a happy and fulfilling life, right? And right. I'm curious your thoughts on this. I've noticed that it seems like we have this 
almost this hypnosis in society that uh, more is better, right? More work, more money, more all these things. And the second thing too, is that everything is pushed off to a later date. Once such and such happens, then I can feel the way I want to feel, do what I want to do, whatever it might be. So I, I want to hear your thoughts on the idea of really, okay, you're listening. They're listening right now. Maybe they got their full-time job. They've got their business on the side. That's what they love. They want to start to do more transition. Where, what are some steps people can start taking to, I guess, moving more in the direction of where they want to be? As you mentioned, some people can just drop it and jump in, but most people, that's not reality, right? That's a yeah. difficult thing for them to do. So what steps would you give people to start with? Yes, let's see. So the steps for transitioning. And so if it feels like you're split between, say, your moneymaker mm -hmm. and your passion, mm -hmm. that feels like you, then through years of working with people through this, um, getting the passion started now, mm. one hour a week, two hours a week, mm. or 30 minutes a day, like getting that rhythm in place because visually how I see it, it's almost like say like the, the gray energy is the money-making business mm -hmm. and maybe you used to love it. You know, it used to be incredible. Maybe she dreamed about it and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. You got there. So, and it is a gift. It's probably, you know, it's a gift and provides for all these different things for you. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Just the reality is it feels like a gray kind of womp womp, you know, mm -hmm. right now. So the thing is, is like that starts draining people of like their life force, their energy. Mm. You know, like when you think of somebody who's like fresh, exuberant and just filled with life, doesn't feel there. And I know mm. it's because I've, I've been there too. And that was part of my story is that I went from hundred hour working, hundred hour work weeks, did everything the opposite after that lowest point, subconscious clearing, soul contract, um, freedom instincts that got mm. me one hour a week in my marketing agency. So 100 hours to one hour. A wow. Week. So what I'm sharing here is that after I got that one hour a week, I was starting to feel kind of like that gray energy as well, where I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I really want to have, you know, the true freedom software. So the thing is with your passion, when that lights you up and you just feel like you feel lit up is to not wait. All right, well, let me grind out all the gray stuff and then wait until the lights up because mm -hmm. it just doesn't work. I have just seen it so many times in so many places, so many faces, like it just does not work because we're mm -hmm. like getting drained of the life force mm -hmm. energy. And it get and the interesting thing is it gets worse and worse. This is just the reality. So since as we're getting drained and like the pay the bills work, we start getting less effective at it because our heart, mind, and spirit is like really with the passion thing. <laughs> so there's like a ticking time clock with it. So what I found is to bring in that passion one hour a week minimum, 30 minutes a day if you can. And that'll start lighting you up, start bringing you energy with it. And then things can naturally happen for that. I love it. What a great strategy. Just get started. I, I think what's so important about that is that I feel like a lot of people, if they're, again, they got their full-time job or career or business, whatever it is, and they've got this passion, it can often feel like an all or nothing kind of mentality. Either I can do either or what you're saying is it give them immediate access to starting to feel let up by an hour a week minimum. Yes. And in doing that, you release a lot more of that creative energy, which is probably even going to help them in their current career or business anyways. Exactly. And that's such a great way to put it. I love how you said that release of the creative energy. Mm. Absolutely. So, and then I would say, get with people who are following their passion too. Mm. No matter how you have to do it, get with it. Cause if you're going at it alone, the odds of success are tiny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're social creatures. That's how it is.
Yeah, totally, man. Totally. That's so good. I'm really happy we were able to talk about this stuff. I think it's uh, more than ever is, is an important thing. I read something a while ago and it was talking about the, the, the upcoming currency or the currency of the future was going to be joy. Something like that where, you know, so much obviously is money, right? It's money, 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 money. And, uh, and making money is great. I mean, it can provide a free life. It's amazing, right? It really is. And yet if, you know, you're listening and maybe as you're listening to Sebastian, you're thinking, okay, well, I know there's something out there for me, or I know that this business I am, I've got a whole nother level in it. I think digging into this stuff can really help you and bring a whole new level of happiness, fulfillment, success, joy. And the byproduct is you end up doing really well too. <laughs> Absolutely. If you've ever asked yourself, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. Then you're ready. You got something bigger. There's something bigger here for you. Totally, man. Totally. Hey, where can people connect with you? So they want to learn more about you, learn from you. Yeah. So truefreedom.ai, okay. truefreedom.ai. And yeah, and that's where the software is where right now we're helping teams work in flow state. Uh, well, I mean, that's the whole mission, but right mm -hmm. now we're really focusing on um, purpose-driven agencies with remote teams. So if you're a purpose-driven mm -hmm. agency with remote teams, we've got the software ready to deploy for you so that your team can be happier, healthier, more effective working in their zone of genius. Very cool. Very cool. And then are, are you active on any of the social platforms? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of, but kind of not. So yeah. like, it used to be more Facebook and then... Yeah. Um, like I am on Instagram, uh, feel free to message me on either of those. Sure. Uh, I kind of go in and out of like checking them and not checking them. Yep. But yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's really awesome. Well, uh, we'll put those in the show notes for everybody. And then, yeah, I guess just in closing, you know, you, you went from stressed out and working all the time and, you know, it was making money and then to losing it all. And then really realizing that, hold on a sec here, there's something bigger in store for me and that whole life journey. Um, I'm curious if, if you could only leave people with one thought or something that you know, maybe we haven't talked about or maybe we did, that this one thing made the biggest impact in your life that allowed you to move from there to where you are now, what would you want to leave people with? I'd say your passion is not negotiable. Mm. Passion is not negotiable. Because, you know, 10 years ago for me, as I was going through this, passion was like a dirty word. It was like, you know, oh, your passion, blah, blah, blah. Like it was, especially in the business world. Mm -hmm. And now all the studies and stats, and there's tons on Forbes, have swung the other way of how passion is the key ingredient. You know, like the stat I've shared is according to Forbes, um, top executives report being five times more productive when in flow state. Mm. Five times more productive. All these ways that organizations are trying to squeeze out productivity. And then, oh, here, look at flow state. You have to be passionate about it. You have to feel connected to it. Go figure. Hmm. So when you say the joy is the currency of the future, absolutely. Because when people are happy, healthy, become more effective. Hmm. So that's what I'd say is that um, your passion is not negotiable. It's actually your greatest asset. It's your greatest superpower. And now we're living in a time that the people that don't connect to their passion are already behind. Hmm. That's do, flying high and making the impact they want to make. I love it, man. Thank you so much. This has been great, Sebastian. Everybody, I know you love the episode. Do us a favor, share it with just one person. Make sure to send this to somebody else and maybe it's going to ignite their passion for them. It might be that push over the edge and where they no longer negotiate their passion, as Sebastian was saying. So thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, subscribe, leave us a review and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Sebastian. Thanks, Sebastian.